Hey, Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, so excited. We are going to be talking with Aliza Kelly, who is a celebrity astrologer. We're going to talk all things astrology. I'm going to ask her to take a look at my birth chart and see what it says. And maybe we'll even find finally that connection between auras and astrology. Wouldn't that be cool? But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. I actually declined to have my birth chart read. <laughs> it was offered to me, <laughs> but... I don't know about that. <laughs> but as everyone knows, I was born at 1110. Right. And that's one minute off 1111, obviously. Yes. And my birth chart has been messed up from the start because yeah. of that. Just one minute. If I could have just waited one minute longer, right. my whole life would have been different. Yeah. Everything would have changed. I know. But no. Like and making a movie about that. And I don't think, and also maybe, you know, my birth chart can't be read. I, I think I'm going to, I have an unreadable birth chart. Okay. Is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to find out all sorts of things from Lisa Kelly. I've been following her for quite a while. You know, she's really interesting when she talks about astrology. Like she's really connected to it. So I, I find people like that really fascinating. Yeah. Well, I can see that because Eliza right now is in our green room. <laughs> she is preparing and she is creating constellations on our ceiling. Whoa. I think she just created Orion's belt. Cool. Is that one of them? Yeah. 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 So Orion's belt. I forget. <laughs> and there's a little dipper and a big dipper. That's crazy. Coming next, she said. Okay. Anyway, but why we wait? Yeah. We have a little bit of time. So we, we just came back from the YMCA yes. in Boynton. That's where we work out. It's where we work out. And I'm doing my dumbbells, you know, my five pound dumbbells. <laughs> Because I had my greens. Right. And all of a sudden, I hear my name being screamed across the gym. Scott! Scott! Right. And it's our buddy Chuck. Chuck. Now, you might remember Chuck. You might want to tell this story here. Oh, well, if you've here. been following the podcast for a while, you know, we, we're YMCA. This is where we go to work out. <laughs> and long time now friend. He's one of the trainers. His name's Chuck. Chuck. And he's a, he's a fellow red-blue aura. And, you know, he knows what I do for a living. He he understands it. And he believes it because in typical red aura fashion, I read him once and he'll, like, never get over the shock of it. Yes. Because- and it was very shocking. So we were right. at a bar. We went out. There was a few of us went out. Right. I think there was other couple friends as well. Yeah, YMCA buddies. And we were just all sitting there. Maybe you had one... Or two drinks. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden, you scream out. Well, what happened was we were just talking. And I don't know. It, it must the, the conversation turned to what I do or something. And then I just, like, looked at him. And this happens to me every once in a while. But I, I try to repress it. But maybe because of my one or two drinks, I couldn't repress it. And I just screamed at him, like, oh, you have a foot fetish? <laughs> we all were dying. And his face was like, oh, how'd you know that? Yeah. And ever since then, because he's a red aura, like red auras aren't going to believe it yeah. until like you show them. And then they're like, okay, fine. Okay. It happened to me. So I believe it. So anyway, so ever since then, yeah, yeah. he's like, because I, I don't know. I don't know how I knew that. I just knew it. And I was like, okay. And he's like, that's, you know, he yeah. owned it. He owned it. He did. And ever since <laughs> I've been hearing about it. So, you know, I go to work out, do my five pound dumbbells and I get a foot fetish story as well. So, <laughs> it's like, he, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I get these sometimes, you know, we're working out. That's what I hear. Go barefoot around Chuck. Yeah. Just don't go to the YMCA excited. in Boynton Beach. It's a little with excited. Sandals. Okay. <laughs> All right, but anyway, get it. all right. So we got anyways, Chuck. He's screaming. Okay, so yes. he's screaming my name across the gym. I'm like, "What's going on?" I come over, and he basically tells me that you're breaking all the machines. So, we have new equipment, and so you're breaking. The YMCA. It. Every once in a while, they get a little fancy, and and they got all new equipment. This it's called like e gym, and I don't know. You have to be like onboarded to it and it's like all electric and newfangled and and it's all electric that's the whole point like it's not weights it's electric resistance or whatever so i'm like oh i'll try that and chuck was my trainer to get me onboarded onto it but (laughs) you know and and i'm i'm there and like all everything's messed up yeah that's what he said he's like all of a sudden he's like and i couldn't even understand him he was like like in shock or he's something. Really, yeah, he was like stre- freaking out. Yeah, he was freaking out. Yeah, he was all stressed. Right. And he's like, her birthday. I put her birthday in. I put her birthday in. And the machine went wonky. The machine was getting wonky and weird when it was like dealing with my information. And 
And I'm like, oh, maybe. He's like, you don't understand. He's like, it never I happened. I do this right? all the time. I've been doing this. This is the first time it's happened. It's you. It's you. It's your energy. And there was no pushing him away from because there were other people around. So I no, I know. To, everyone was, everyone was, everyone like, was like, what is wrong with her? <laughs> like that. Like, you know, and they don't know. And he's like, she's a psychic. And this is her energy. You know, and I'm like, okay, it's a lot of attention. And but it was acting really weird. And according to him, um, that has that's like not been the case since right yeah that's started. what he kept saying this is the only time it's happened right only time. and it didn't happen after or anything like that and it made me re- you know and i think a lot of people a lot of you listening especially when you turn on your little psychic dials up this is going to happen to you and it's like this electric phenomenon it happens to me um I feel like I have seasons of it or if I'm going through something, it's worse. Or if I'm repressing things, it can be worse or whatever. If I'm just, I don't know, I'm excitable. It's so it's, it's like a static shocks. That's like easy. My phone battery, just dying laptop battery. Your your phone's always going wonky. My phone never works. I mean, yours will work fine and mine won't work. Yeah. my Yeah. Like just like the screen will be weird. The colors will be off on the camera just all the time. Like I, we it's don't, so we don't even let you touch on things because we know you're going to break them. Yeah, yeah, like you don't let me touch your phone yeah, because I, I've make it messed it up so many times. Like the room, just the TV. I mean, sometimes I'll turn on the TV. It's like, what happened? Like just all um, above my head where I do readings, like the light bulbs never Oh my live. gosh. Okay, now this is crazy. Now I know light bulbs go out. Yeah. But when our light bulbs go out in this house, <laughs> they don't just go out. Right. They explode. They like, like fry. Yeah, they, they, there's like an explosion. And I'm still trying to get pieces out of the sockets. There's one light bulb that exploded. We have like the high hats, the overhead yeah. hats. And I cannot get, I've been trying for like days right. to get the light bulb. Cause like sometimes it, I don't know if anyone's had it, it blows up and then you can't get that metal piece out. Like the rest of the bulb comes out. Yeah. But then they're left with that metal piece on the bottom of the light bulb. Yeah. I can't get it out of the house. I can't get it out of the uh, the socket. Yeah, yeah. I know. so it drives you insane. I'm it drives me insane. I'm purple, so I can handle that. I don't mind if the house has like weird light bulbs. Like even above where we are now, th- like these lights never because we have like yeah, a, they're always going now. A, a chandelier above us, and the lights are always all messed up. And and where I do my readings, forget it. Like some of the light bulbs just don't work. So this always happens to me. It's it's gotten worse. Sometimes it's even um, I'll just touch like a glass and it'll shatter. Yes. That's I've happened that. to me. I've uh, my ca- cars, my whole life cars just act so flipping weird when I'm driving them. My Spotify, sometimes like my, my, I don't know, my phone will just do its own thing. My music. I mean, so I could go on, on, and, on. and on and on and on. And I feel like a lot of you understand this, and it really is in my own mind. It's just my when my energy field is just a little bit like. I know just kind of wonky or it's like going off on its own thing if i'm tired it's worse although i'm feeling great today and and you know chuck said i broke the e-gym but like <laughs> what, was, so, what was going he was really freaked he was out. freaked out well it was he was trying to put in my birthday yeah and it was rolling like um like a slot machine you know like the birthday the yeah numbers? like he couldn't get it to stay on my birthday Really? It was just acting really, it was acting really weird. It well, was like, it was, um, it was like just kind of like, it was just like fried. Now you were in a group with another person or two other people. I what was, it, were yeah. they say? Did they say anything or they well, thought it was yeah. normal? No, they were like, oh, that's so weird. What is that? Because they, theirs were all fine. They did it Yeah, totally and then fine. mine was weird. And then also like you get this bracelet now that's supposed to introduce you to each machine you go on now. That, and then each machine was acting funny too and chuck was like oh my god what's wrong with you stop it what's going on like he was so freaked out because he's like red aura and he believes in it yeah he does ever since the foot fetish thing but like he's also like really freaked out and he and he's like he wants to tell everybody i know i know so everybody you know not everybody gets it or they're like okay you know like that and i'm like okay whatever maybe i just you can make me younger don't worry about my birthday you know joking or whatever and he's like no megan you have to understand this is you. This is you. You're doing this. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So it was just like. Right. Cause, so, cause like some people, I guess that are not, that don't know about this stuff would just be like, oh, it's just the computer. Right. Messing oh, up. Computers glitch. Computers which are do. glitching. Yeah. But Chuck, you know, who knows how 
Because, you, you know, you've read other things for him, too. And yes. you've always been spot on with yeah. him. He's, like, probably – plus, he's probably – he's a real easy person to read. You know, he's, it's I like can a read front Chuck. page news. Yeah, I can – I'm pretty like good at reading Like, his aura Chuck. is, like, the New York Times. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the lo- – it's just so loud. Just, just uh, does he have a little purple in there too? Yeah, he he's got a little purple. Yeah, that's in there. what I thought. He kind of represses it. He's got some blue. I mean, you know, he's yeah, been through a lot. Mostly, he's mostly red though. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, most <laughs> the average person would just think he's so it's a red because yeah. this Egypt, like nobody likes the Egypt, you know, and and the Y, it's a lot. You know, we're all creatures of habit over at the YMCA. We are, and you know, people are trying. There's like older people. And this he got in a whole fight with some old guy, <laughs> but it's not like a real fight. It's like two red auras yeah. fighting about something, and it was just really, really funny. And then he comes over to me and he's like freaked out. Yeah, I know. Like, he does get he does get freaked out easily. But I'm gonna tell you, I have not tried it yet. I'm gonna try it next week with Chuck. We'll yeah. see if the machines break for me. Okay. I don't think they will, but I don't like this. Is why I don't like it right off the bat because I'm a social distancer. Yeah. And we've gone through this so many times. And now they put all the other machines in the gym so close together, yeah, and things. it's like everyone's squeezed in. And I don't want to be working <sighs> out that close to you. Yeah, you're a creature of habit, just yeah. like every every one of us at the Y. So, you, you have to force yourself in life to do new things. So I'm proud of you that you're you're. So going my for my it. red aura is a little bit off when I'm not there now because we're you know I, know I like the social distance. I know it's very tight. Well, so I'm interested. I want to hear if you guys have had electric. Issues yeah, we'll put too. maybe we'll put a post up. I've on, had so uh, many. You know, sometimes I'll do a reading. You know, with people, and and every once in a while, somebody's like me in that way, and so our two energies will get together, and then the. I mean, I can't tell you how many times like the phones died during no. a reading. Oh no, I know. Sometimes you like all of a sudden I'll hear like get to scream my name, Scott. Scott, Scott. I need. And I, another, have to, I know I need that needs another phone. I need another phone, like because the I'll have a fully charged cordless phone I use for every reading. Like it's fine. It's it's new. It works fine. And like one person, like five minutes into the reading, it just drains completely. No, I know. Or the phone will get weird or the phone will, I don't know, like I'll hear like almost like a radio coming through the phone. So weird things weird thing. and or my oh, computer yeah. will act up on your photos, things like that. And sometimes it's just everyone's energy together just meshing. So yeah. I'm it, sure I'm sure so many of the listeners right now are relating to this. Yeah. It, I mean, it is funny because we're, I'm, I mean, you're so probably used to it. I'm used to it. So like when something like that happens, I'm like, oh yeah, no big deal. That's just her energy. Yeah, we're just going, used to it now. Going off again. Yeah. Like when but then when Chuck, who's not used to it, yeah. He thinks it's Yeah, really when people crazy. aren't used to it, they're like, What is what's going on? What's this? And it's like that's just life. Yeah. And I try to tell my energy, like, chill out, chill out, chill out. Like, cause I'm in the middle of the YMCA <laughs> and I know it's I yeah. know it's and me. you know he's gonna tell. And I'm like, okay, everybody chill out. Okay. You- I feel like trying to tell my energy to calm down. Now, I know when you go to the YMCA, you do try to go incognito. Yeah. You want to be lay low. I'm you don't want anyone to know. Inauthentic blue. Yeah. You don't want anyone, <laughs> like, anyone to know you're there. Don't talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. There, you know, because there's some people there that listen to the pod and they, they'll come up to me, but they don't, they won't come up to you. Oh but God. but now you know he's going to be telling everybody. I know. Every single person that comes through there, he's going to be telling about this. I know. But all right. And I try to joke. I'm like, oh, we should go to the yeah. slot machines. You you're know. Right. Yeah. That's, That's like funny. my big joke so all right well if you're ever in boynton beach and you want to go to the ymca <laughs> and see chuck if you have a foot fetish and you want to talk to him about it you can stop in and you know maybe i'll have a good time all right yeah. all right we got a couple of ads and then we come back as the interview hey scotty hey guys okay so our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important people in my life <sighs> i've been waiting for a partner like this obviously <laughs> this is about me right well it's actually about the cats oh. and it's about small's cat food mm. yeah small's cat food is protein packed recipes made with preservative free ingredients you'd find in your fridge and it's delivered right to your door and i've noticed that I mean, Dusty, Banks, and Rocky have a much less stinky litter box. Their fur is shinier, <laughs> and they have been so wonderfully active in a different way. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna be honest. I have noticed that too. They're a lot more feisty. They are. Dusty's been way. nibbling on my finger. I actually didn't know what it was at first, and I started eating some. So those things apply to me as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the thing with this is like real food, yeah. and it doesn't stink. Okay, no. like I associate like uh, like canned cat food and some gross, disgusting. I'd get nauseous opening it. This doesn't smell like anything, and the cats they inhale it. Inhale it. And Abby loves to do it, by the way. Oh my god, Abby, her little one, she loves it. She puts the plates out. Oh yeah, they love it. They love it, and they they get all excited about it. I don't know. 
If you're like me and you like to please your cats more than anything in your life and you get like just a really sense of self-esteem from it, I mean, Smalls is great for you. So remember, higher quality ingredients mean a healthier and happier life for your kitty. So head to smalls.com slash KYA and use promo code KYA at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code KYA for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code KYA for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. You know, before we get to the next sponsor i just want to say you know i think i want to come back as one of your cats i think you want to too uh, yeah i you know if, if there's all this reincarnation stuff and yeah we you know i finally believe in that one <laughs> you know that one i'm still on the, the fence on right. with the reincarnation and all that jazz but i if if i'm reincarnated i'm coming you know i don't want to be human i want yeah. to be one of your cats okay hey as long as you're down with being neutered like let's oh, do it no no, no. i want to become <laughs> i want to be a non-neuter Cat. Yeah, I neuter my animals. I, have. <laughs> I know you do. Sorry. <laughs> Doesn't everybody? That's the deal. Not everybody does that. No, no. I, thought, I thought you had to. No. No. You oh. have to. Yeah. It's the responsible thing to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, don't you remember we... the price is right? Please spay and neuter your cats oh, and really? dogs. I'm oh, sure I you thought... always, Bad Barker always said that. Well, you... we always get the shelter cats. Well, yes. And they, don't they always come that way? Yeah, but we. Rocky, we rescued and yeah. we got him neutered ourselves. Okay. Like you did? Ha- oh, right. Yeah, you're supposed to. No. No. Okay. So I want to come back to one of your cats. <laughs> and I'm going to neuter you. No, please don't. <laughs> please don't do that. No, I, I'm going to. Come on. I'm sorry. Really? It's the deal. Can I come back without that? That's nice. That's, yeah, that's something you oh, have no. to think now, about. How do I do that? Do I contact Phoebe, my spirit guide, and say, hey, I want to come you back. You put in a request. As a Mystic Michaela cat. Yeah, just put in like a, a, like a, a request. request. You put in a request. Yeah, it's a good life. All right. It's a good life. Okay. <laughs> Let's do the next one. Spring, it's a great time for a reset, time to let go of whatever's not serving you, make way for a new season, new growth, new change. You know where a fun place to focus that is on? Your scalp care, healthy hair, it starts at your scalp and Waze got the scalp care to help you let your hair down this season and get it looking stronger, fuller, healthier, you know, whether you're feeling flaky or your hair's looking dull, Waze has a product to help you care from the top down and meet all your hair care goals. All of Waze products are my favorite, but I've been talking a lot about the scalp serum. You know, it's a skincare inspired serum. It balances and hydrates my scalp to help create an ideal environment for thicker, fuller hair. I drop it daily. Usually in the evening, I'll do it. I'll, I'll drop it on my scalp. Wet or dry hair doesn't matter. And it just helps soothe any irritation from styling. And it helps promote the appearance of thicker, stronger, fuller hair, less shedding, I even bought it for my teenage daughter because she loves to use it too. And I totally encourage that because it's never too young to get started on this. So you can upgrade your spring routine and drop away every day a daily scalp serum that can be used day or night with wet or dry hair. And the way to healthy hair this season and beyond starts right here. Go to the way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com slash aura for 15% off your entire purchase. That's the way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com slash aura. Hey, Mystic Michaela, spiritual family. Well, I am here with Aliza Kelly. Aliza Kelly is a renowned celebrity, astrologer, author, and host. She's been referred to as a rising star in modern spirituality. Aliza has been featured in numerous publications, including the New York Times, a recurring guest on My Favorite Pink Aura, The Drew Barrymore Show, and has appeared on The D'Amelio Show, Jimmy Kimmel, E!, The Today Show, CNN. She currently writes a bi-weekly column in New York Magazine's The Cut maintains a robust online community, The Constellation Club, which you all have to go check out, and is the resident astrologer of Bumble. In 2022, she was selected as one of Meta's prestigious creators of tomorrow in the redefining community category. Elise is a prolific 
prolific writer and content creator. She has a following over 200,000 across Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. She's offered authored four books, um, the most recent, and I'm in proud possession of, There Are No Coincidences, a manifestation deck and guidebook, which I find to be very lovely. I am so excited to be here with you, Aliza Kelly. Hello. Hello. Oh my gosh. It never gets easier, like having your bio read <laughs> while you're present. It's like, it's so embarrassing. I know it really is. I understand <laughs> that. <laughs> But it's very like for for us it is, but for the other people it's like oh it's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so important. I mean, yeah. it's so important to have context, but at the same time it's like oh god, like who wrote this? Like me, you know? Like this is humiliating. Well, other yeah, I feel like I've been following you for so long. And I got to be a guest on your wonderful podcast, Stars Like Us. And so I'm so thankful that you came on over to know your aura. So, hey, do you remember what your aura is? Because we talked about it when I was on your podcast. Of course. I'm purple. That's right. Okay. So you're so purple. You have a beautiful purple aura. And yeah, I've been... So, okay. And I'll just get right into it. Astrology. I love it. I think it's amazing. I can't wrap my head around it. And I follow you because when you talk about it, it's, it's more than just, I think me thinking, Oh, I don't, I should know more. I should study up or whatever. Like I feel your passion. Like I feel your connection. I feel like you touching the pulse of it. Does that make sense? Yes. And thank you. That's so meaningful. Um, that really, that I, that I really feel that, um, so I think that you're right in that for me, astrology is a modality that is an expression of my soul. And I have started to kind of understand this a little bit. You know, it, I I know that a few years ago, I would really like, I was very adamant in describing it as an art, you know, in the same way that somebody could use um, literary works or painting or photography or anything that is sort of, or dance, you know, anything that is an expression of their soul. And, but I actually wasn't using that language around it, right? Like I was like, it's an art, you know, it's very interpretive. It's really, it's so much of the type of astrologers you resonate with are going to be based on people who also touch you. Um, I knew all of that, but I don't think I really understood until very recently that it's, a language that I use to express my soul. Um, and this is why it is a language that as I've, as it's been so many years of me practicing it, it's almost like, you know, I, I'm just doing a lot of synthesis in real time. So when someone is like, what do you mean by that? How do you explain like back up, back up? What, how did you get there? I'm like, yeah. oh man, how did I get there? Because for me, it's really become this sort of like direct line to my personal source. Mm. Um, which is certainly not how all astrologers use astrology. It's it's not mandatory by any means, but I guess being a purple aura and being a Pisces moon would would do that. That's, yeah, that's, and I feel that on you. And I, I'm sure a lot of people who, everybody who follows you must feel that on you, just that the, and, and it's so interesting you described it like that. That's how I describe auras for me. It's like the way that I, it's my pathway to source or my pathway to my own self-connection to that, which is greater than us. Um, when did you, so go take us back. Like what, it was your first, your, like your earliest memory of like, oh, astrology, like that hit something in me. Can you, can you go back there? Well, I have memory. I've always been interested in astrology. And I've always been interested, but maybe even more than I was always interested in astrology, I was always interested in anything that was mystical, occult, esoteric, since I was, a, you know, forever, like mm. literally forever. My, my earliest memories are like being so intrigued by anything that has that sort of like, that had that sort of like, ooh, enchanting kind of quality to it. Um, which means that, you know, in my child years and in my teens, I spent a lot of time sort of like researching different um, esoteric traditions and different sort of like spiritual um, expressions of different religions mm -hmm. like Sufism brought through Islam and Kabbalahism and Gnosticism. Um, so I was always interested in that world. You know, I was always interested in things that were the more mystical and esoteric um, variety of something. And then 
And I also always knew that I was a Leo. And I think that when you're a Leo, when you're a fire sign, you get a lot of um, feedback. You know, it's one of the signs that people are like, oh, you're a Leo, you're X, Y, and Z, you're these things. Yeah. And certainly (laughs) I, (laughs) I was like, oh yeah, I definitely am. But I didn't really feel like that covered everything that wasn't the full expression of who I was. So I didn't put that much stock in it um, until I was in my early 20s, um, which is now 10 years ago. And I was going through such an existential identity crisis um, and really was looking for different different modalities to try to help me put some pieces together, Mm -hmm. which is when I stumbled upon uh, you know, typing in my date, time, and location of birth, found out that I was a Pisces moon, one of the first things that I remember seeing and reading the interpretations of, and understanding that just, it, it clarified so much. I felt so seen. Wow. I felt so, um, I felt like big pieces of who I who I am that had sort of gone, well, unqualified, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That had didn't have a name, that weren't really being that if you can't name something, you can't really express it and you can't really convey it. So pieces of me that were sort of like ambiguous and nameless suddenly had an identity around wow. them and had a name. And yeah, it was really powerful. Um, and as I started to want to learn more about myself, I also started to want to learn more about other people and sort of see what are the, where do we, what, how are we similar? How are we different? And I think because of certain placements in my chart and of who I am and probably having done this in many lifetimes over, um, a lot of it just started really, you know, I started getting a lot of it really quickly. Um, but I also understood that I needed to have teachers and guides. So mm-hmm. I started working with teachers, um, Annabelle Gatt and Ann Ortley uh, at that time and really just you know, there's a lot of other, this is, I'm already making a very long story as short as I could possibly make it. But basically through many years and many different types of pursuits, um, this became what I have done throughout my entire adult life, which is really wild to me. And never, I would have never expected it at all. Um, So yeah, that is how astrology came in. But I would say just one more little added addition, which I think is important, especially for astrology being such a spiritual practice for Mm -hmm. me is that it is something that I really, you know, I really understood it and I really started to metabolize it when I was going through something so difficult and challenging, which is how I know that for me, it's really sort of a medicine and it's really, and that medicine is really like an alchemy for what my soul needs and wants and what fulfills it. That's amazing. So it it took a, a, like a kind of a boiling point for exactly. you to realize what ingredients you needed to to, to evolve or for what yes, your next exactly. steps were. Exactly. You so there's astrology is like one of these things. I feel like that's why, I'm, like I said, when I follow you, I I feel like I understand it because I I like to tap into how you're. You know, I just feel like connected to Elisa. So I'm like, oh, okay, and I, like I understand it when you explain it. But obviously, it's like a vast. It's a vast amount of knowledge. There's so much. Do you find that you spend so much time in your own, you know, personal quest, in your own, in your own, um, I guess, study of it, you know, and studying other people and how it's your own connection? Do you find that you create personal connections with the different signs or the different meanings? Do you, do you find that as you play with it. And as you kind of explore it, things pop out to you that feels from spirit or your own interpretations. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. I mean, when you were on stars like Gus and you were describing your relationship with the different, with the different aura colors, it's really very similar to me. Um, where I have almost my own lexicon, um, which is embedded and runs through me, which is certainly like it, it is, it sees and recognizes the technical interpretation of things, but it, you know, I have certain, um, associations and certain, it, certain things live in certain places in my body, yeah. um, which are, I know going to be specific to me. Um, so my only instruction for someone to be like, find it in your body, you know, Taurus doesn't need to necessarily live like X, Y, and Z for you as it does for me or this energy or this aspect or whatever it is. But for me, it is, it's very embodied. Um, and it's very much, it has, I have my own sort of 
associations and connections. And I guess like all of this is to say that I certainly, this is not the, uh, <laughs> this is not like the way a lot of people practice astrology. Right. The way a lot of people practice is very technical. Yes. Yes. And that's what I see. Um, I guess just a lot of it that's out there and it, it probably just depends also on, you know, your personal style or what, what you like or what, what you, you follow or whatever. But yeah, when I follow you, it feels different because you're not like reading off something. Like it definitely feels like it's com- like you're trying to have us explain it um, back to ourselves and you're trying to give us, okay, like for, for example, you'll do the different, um, I love when there's eclipse season and whatnot. I, I feel like your content just like really pops for me personally. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like everything she's saying is making my life make more sense right now. But I feel like it is coming from the old, your own turmoil that you've gone through or your own things that you've seen from other people. It's definitely coming from a cooking spot inside you <laughs> you've created it and played it for us in a way that I feel like is more digestible. But, um, but yeah, I don't see that with a lot of other, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's a different kind of medallion. It's, it's interesting because how long has astrology been around for like forever, right? Yeah. Forever. 5,000 yeah. years, wow. <laughs> you know, give or take. Yeah. So it's hard <laughs> to come up with, I think people get probably stressed out. Like, how do I, how do I approach this? Like, how, how can you teach people? Cause you teach people all the time and your communities through this, how can people approach this? And what's your recommendation for finding astrology for themselves, the way you found it for yourself? I really believe in a bottom up approach. Mm. Um, and again, I did not come to this originally. Like this was something over time I have figured out. I have definitely, and I do, I lead a lot of classes on astrology 101 and the basics and the fundamentals because those are so important, right? Like it's like any class you need to learn how to, like if you t- you're taking a cooking class, like you need to know what the different knives and the different of it. I'm clearly not a chef. So yeah, like, you have either. to know what I'm like, yeah, all that. <laughs> you, know, like, you have to know the microwave. Right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you need right. to learn how to use the tools right. in order to be able to prepare something. So definitely it's important to learn the tools, but then once you learn the tools, it really is like bottom up, you know, like how do you, how do you live these different archetypes and these different symbols and who are these different archetypes to you? What encounters have you had with them in your life? It could be people you've met. It could be people that are in pop culture, which is why I think pop culture is a great way to also learn how to embody and teach. Um, but it's it's like, how do you create these associations and how can you start to then seamlessly tell these stories um, so that it's not formulaic, mm-hmm. you know? Because with astrology, because it is such a rich language and there are so many symbols and keywords and sort of like associations with the different planets and signs and aspects and houses. It's like, you could practically like plug it in. Like it's an algorithm, you know, like it's, it, it could be really soulless. So to create that soul, it's about (laughs) figuring out what that means and how, and how that sort of vibrates for you. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that because I feel like you're giving meat to something that ended up on a lot of apps recently, you know, and I was just at a dinner party the other day and my, my, you know, and I knew I was going to have you on. I'm like, Oh, you know, Lisa Kelly's coming on. And and my friend was like, Oh, here, put on, I don't want to say the app name, but put on the app and then like, see, you know, cause she knows I'm kind of very basic knowledge when it comes to these things. And I go in and I'm like, this is just like, like, it doesn't feel like anything to me, you know, like when you're just reading, like, kind of basic or bland information. And I know it's almost like when you read these things, maybe it's just because it's me and how I like to, I always read in between lines and I'm like, there's so much more here that they've just almost just vanilla eyes it or something. And it makes me feel sad for the whole, for the whole art or the whole aspect of it. But perhaps that's where we are as a society. There's so much, Oh, just, just vanillization of everything, if that makes sense. Totally. And like, I, I always say like, you cannot Amazon prime your spirituality, you know, like it's just like, it does not work. <laughs> yeah. Your TikToks, because like, you know, we go on TikTok and it's usually a lot of that. It's a lot of like, just 
Yours are, listen, buckle up, okay? It's AP Estrada. Like, you do it in a way that it's interesting, you know, and, and it's fascinating. But this isn't for somebody who's just a light scroller. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, well, that's good feedback. Thanks, because I am trying to get more of the light scroller. So I appreciate oh, a good audit. But that, <laughs> I feel like I'm the same way, though. So I'm like, I can't just explain something so basic that's sad. That doesn't know justice. It makes me sad, you know? Yeah. So, um. I guess my question is, how do you, in this world of uh, so much information, and you are a prolific content maker, how do you decide what to make your content on? How how do you know what to focus on? How how do you, does it just come to you? Is it purple? Do you purple it? It's purple. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know, if I make, if you see me post something, I'm wearing the exact same outfit I was when I just made it. That's it's, funny. I'm posting it seconds after I stopped filming it. There's no batch content here. There's no plan. There's no strategy. There's no vision. Like it's, and it's, it's my aura, (laughs) but it's also like, it, it, it is, it's not, it's hard, you know, it's hard to always, cause there'll be some days, like, you know, a day where I don't have inspiration, fine. Yeah. But then if that happens multiple days in a row, which also can happen, then I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. You know, what do I do now? But I just have to wait it out because I have tried to make content when I am not inspired and it's horrendous. It is. Um, And I've also tried to make content in advance when I am inspired and it's cheap. I don't know. You know, like it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, yeah, you're, I get, I totally understand what you're saying. You know, you, you feel, you feel, I think like content that works People have to feel the life in it and you in it and you, and you don't want to cheat people out of yourself. So you put, you insert yourself in what you do. Okay. How do you explain, what is your, explain yourself in astrology to me. So like I understand and I can be like, oh yeah, that's purple. So like, I know that's a big ass. What are your signs? Like, how does that work? I'm a Leo sun. Okay. Um, I'm a Capricorn rising. I'm a Pisces moon. Um, and how do I begin? Um, sorry. My chart is definitely very, I have an eighth house stellium, um, which is where my sun and my south node, which are conjunct live along with my Mercury, Venus, Mars, and Juno all in the eighth. So big eighth house stellium. The eighth house is definitely one of like the witchier, more occult, um, a lot of transformation. That's definitely something I've experienced throughout my life. I've like changed and evolved and I'm constantly evolving. Um, so that's definitely, you know, that's something that I feel like as I've gotten older, I really appreciate and I can always rely on because Mm -hmm. whenever I feel like something is getting stuck or if I feel like something is like not quite right anymore. Like I know that it's just a matter of time before I evolve into something new. Um, and then my Pisces moon is, is one of the moon represents your emotions, your inner world. Um, my Pisces is the last sign of the Zodiac. It's really mystical. It's really psychic. It's really sensitive. Um, so my moon sign is very psychic, very sensitive, very empathic, really absorbing everything. Um, but my rising sign is really a hard ass Mm. and really like, I'm, I'm really ambitious. I work a lot. Um, I'm very much sort of like, I have to take care of myself. I need to take care of my family. I have like these goals. I have to meet them. So there's a lot of sort of like mysticism. And then there's this like kind of hard edge. That's the Capricorn rising. That's also like the the timekeeper of things that I think does help me become a better astrologer because I can sort of like, you know, I can put things into a more practical, Mm -hmm. I can like filter things through more practical lens without that. I would just be like, Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, You need that grounds you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the, uh, the, the Leo, which is conjunct the South node, which is conjunct the past life which is also something we're trying to sort of like evolve past and evolve out of. For me, that 
looks a hundred percent of the time. Like if I do something out of ego, it bites me in the ass. So I, <laughs> right. even though Leo is like a very egoic and like, you know, it's the sun. So it yeah. wants to be seen and it's radiant and it's vibrant. Like I have learned, I will continue to learn this lesson over and over, but like, I cannot do anything that is ego driven. It always right. has to be community driven and oh. like heart led. Yeah. And for the in betterment of other people. That. So that's my chart, but I'm obviously very biased and it's hard wow. to talk about my I know it's weird. I, I, you know, I wanted you to do that. So, cause like when I see you, you're very purple, but you always have like, you have like a little element of, um, red in you too. So it's just, it's interesting because when you were talking about the, the part of you that's like timekeeper or, um, the thing when you were talking about how you're a Leo protecting and, and, and taking care of, of, you know, the, your family and, and making sure that, also, you keep this thing running in a direction that's like, okay, this makes sense. You know, like you said, like you're not just floating out there in the space. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I've been trying to find, which I'm not that successful at, and I'm not probably trying that hard. Um, like, what are the correlations to like aura colors and astrology uh, yeah. stuff? And I think, honestly, I don't know. Like, it, it could be like a whole <laughs> life study for somebody because it probably is more like in, like you were just talking about the different combinations and how it works and, and, and the different houses and stuff like that. But that's really interesting with the eighth house because that's how I think about myself being purple. Like, whenever I feel stuck, I'm like, I'm purple. I'll be okay. Like, I'll just wait for the next evolution to happen and then poof, that'll inspire me. Well, you, you also have an eighth house son. <gasps> I do. Oh, can you tell yeah. me about me? We are going to get right back to Elisa Kelly in a moment. But first, I want you to think about what your pots and pans look like right now. Because I'm going to tell you something. Mine were crusty and old, and I was just normalizing that. Yeah. Well, you know, the other day, I was eating your scrambled eggs, which yeah. are excellent, by the way. Uh-huh. Really good. But then, you know, I thought, I think I got a piece of pan piece of the pan in my scrambled egg. Yeah, you probably did. A little pan in the scrambled egg. A little, yeah. And yeah. Th- and that was, uh, that's gross. And yeah. I apologize. And the thing is, is we switched to green pan. Sure did. So that's not going to happen anymore. And this podcast is sponsored by green pan. Did you know in 2007, green pans founders discovered that traditional nonstick pans were made with plastic coatings that can turn toxic with heat. That's why they created a new alternative without forever chemicals. Green Pan introduced the world to ceramic, nonstick cookware, and have over 150 patents to prove it. They are the leaders in creating cookware without harmful toxins. I mean, I love so many features about Green Pan. One thing I love about Green Pan, I just made um, hamburgers the other day. And in the past, I would have had to soak that pan and scrub it. And as I'm scrubbing it, heaven knows what's coming up as I'm scrubbing it. I'll tell you, I did, I made my hamburgers in my green pan and I just rinsed it. Just a warm soap and water rinse. It all just came right off. I mean, that's it. It was the easiest thing to, um, to clean. And I'm going to tell you, this is the gift to give yourself, especially if you have those crusty pans. This is the gift to give the next person who's getting married or just because. So it's 2023. Are you still cooking with pans made out of plastic? Head to greenpan.us and use promo code KYA and you'll receive 30% off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over $99. That's right. 30% off. Whether you buy one pan or a whole set, that's 30% off. So head to greenpan.us and make sure you use our promo code KYA. Could your metabolism use a kickstart? Are you having gut issues? Just feeling low energy? Well, Sakara has an answer. Their new Sakara systems are targeted nutrition programs designed to solve your biggest health concerns from weight management to digestion problems. Also, they are delicious and filling. And when I personally am in the midst of eating a Sakara program, I feel a hundred percent. Sometimes I just get overwhelmed, you know, like, okay, how do I start this? How do I get on 
uh, path? How do I kickstart my health journey? I've been a little overwhelmed. Sakara always just comes through for me. And, um, and they, they want to do that for you too. Sakara delivers science-backed, plant-rich nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their ready-to-eat meals are nutritionally designed to deliver results from weight management and eased bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash KYA or enter code KYA at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash K-Y-A to get 20% off your first order. Sakara dot com slash K-Y-A. Okay. Can you see your chart here? Thank you so much. Yes, I can. This is so cool. Yeah, of course. Oh I think this gosh. is so awesome also. You work so hard. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, of course. It's my so, pleasure. You're so sweet. I'm like, I'm looking at this. I feel like I see myself in the circle. Okay. You do? I, I mean, if I don't know what I'm looking at, but I'm like, oh my gosh, it's me. You know, it looks like a little yeah, like astrology sonogram fo- photo or something. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So yeah, so here's your sun. So you have uh, three planets in the eighth house too. So you have a little mini stellium here. Um, So you have your Mars in the eighth house and your sun in the eighth house and your Venus in the eighth house. So when we were talking about that transformation piece, like, yeah, that's you. You also carry that with you too. That's so cool. So maybe something about purple aura and eighth house. Oh, that's really interesting. Wow. Because I really related to that when you were talking about it, but that's really cool. Yeah. And then this, so this area of the chart is about really sort of like going deep, you know, Mm -hmm. it's about like unpacking and it's, it's being a sort of like an investigator. Um, It's about really wanting to get to the bottom of things Mm -hmm. and get to the why and go through the memories and go through the past and- and make sense and sort of like, and this is why esoteric things are so interesting because it's like, oh, if I can go through this little portal, you know, maybe I'll have answers that I wouldn't have had access to otherwise. My God, that resonates so hard. And I feel like when I do readings for, I always am that interested in that in myself, even before being an aura, um, doing this, I, I was really into literature. I love breaking down literature. I love finding meanings like the deep stuff. You know, I was going for Spanish literature for a while. Um, so that's, I mean, and, and in my readings, like with people, like, I feel like that's what I'm here to do. I feel like I'm here to help them try to unpack and, and make the links. Right. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That I'm sweating. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And then some other really cool things to mention are that you are a Virgo rising. Um, so your rising sign is really shows you sort of like what your perspective on reality is. Hmm. Um, and it's sort of the landscape with, with which everything else is going to then unfold. Um, so as a Virgo rising, you are someone who is really interested in words in systems and um create and sort of establishing um tools for healing and mm-hmm. healing being the operative term because the opposite of virgo is pisces and this is your descendant which is kind of like how other people see you so other people kind of see you as a pisces in a lot of ways yeah, um nice. and they see you as this sort of like, well, for what you are, right? Like a psychic, empath, feeler, healer, all of these things. But you're actually trying to figure out systems for that. Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out not just how to have to feel those things, but also how to formalize and to create sort of structure around what you're doing. Oh my God. I'm like getting emotional. Oh because, my God. No, really. Cause like, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. And like, I talk a lot about, um, you know, a a very overused term empath. Okay. How my, I try to help everybody understand, like, you know, I came up with this whole thing, like the recovering empath and how we go through our stages and how to claim back your power, you know? So it's a big, it's a big keystone of what I'm trying to do on the podcast and everything. So that's, that's crazy. You know, gosh, I was not expecting this. 
<laughs> Thank you. And then there's there's one more thing I want to okay. mention to you because um, we have to at least talk about your big three, right? So you're an Aries sun, you're a Virgo rising, and you're a Gemini moon. And your Gemini moon is at the very top of your chart. So this means that at the moment that you were born, the sun was starting to set in the sky. It's 3.50 p.m. But the moon was actually right directly overhead. The moon, if you looked up, it was like right in front, right in top of you, right? So the moon is at the highest point of the sky called the zenith. And the moon in Gemini is just like so curious. Ultimately, what sustains you and fulfills you is like good conversation, learning, discovering, um, really like information, um, being told things. For you, like a big source of anxiety would be like, why are they leaving me out of this conversation? Why am I being left in the dark? Um, I want to have as much information as I can so that I can make good decisions. But if I'm not given information, then how am I supposed to actually be able to put all the pieces together? So for you, like being told things, being in the know is really critical for your, your emotional well-being. That is so true. I'm a nervous person too. So I wonder if that's because, but that's like a whole, how, question, programming and the rising sign, like how, do you know, I mean, I'm sure the correlation between like how you were raised, because I feel like that is me, but then how I deal with it is I, uh, I get really stressed out or, or scared or worried when I don't know everything or something. But yeah. I feel like that's more of like a, because of the way I was raised a little bit, like the uncertainty. No, it's actually Gemini, the, these Virgo and Gemini yeah. both have sort of like a nervous quality oh, to them. Oh God. Well, that's me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that's good to know. I've always been a nervous person. <laughs> it's not, it's not. Something... Yeah. The mutable signs always have the mutable signs being Gemini, um, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces all have a sort of like nervous energy to them right? because they because they're actually the last signs at the end of the season. So it's almost like the vibration of like, oh, like yeah. something's changing, something's <laughs> happening. So it's like, it has that right. mutable sort of like <laughs> wobbly energy. Okay. That's, that makes me feel better about it. And now I'll know it's just that. Okay. So that's good. <laughs> well, this is like fascinating. Yeah. You know, how many times do you hear people say, oh, cause I'm an Aries and everyone's like, you're not it. You don't seem like an Aries. I get that all the time. And, um, but like when you talk about my rising sign and when you talk about uh, my moon sign, like that sounds like me, that feels like me, you know? It, yeah. And that, that was similar with me being a Leo, yeah. right? Because like I, but, but I am a Leo and you are an Aries, you know? And like you, you can find your Ariesness in like the fact that you, you know, your bravery and your courage and like continuing to show up. Yeah. I feel like your Ariesness is really strong because I don't know, like, I feel like you, like you left a comment on my TikTok on like the video I left for people being like, it's overwhelming. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes I don't even want to deal with all of the right. comments, but like, even still you're doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're putting yourself out there. That's true. And I feel like that courage and that tenacity is what makes you an Aries. If you didn't have that, you'd probably be like, that's not for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, you're a hundred. That, that's absolutely true. Cause yeah, I because you um you had posted like, hey, there's something about like how how we how do we push through this TikTok thing? Like, how do we make community here? And I'm like, I don't even like my videos go viral because like the comments are nasty. So you know, but I still do it. You're right, <laughs> I'm still doing it. There I am. You are. Yeah. Oh well, Aliza, this this I when you said that like when you were telling your story about how you felt validated. You know, and you just did that for me. So I'm really, I'm really appreciative. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Thank you. That means a lot. I'll send you a copy of that too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's the first time it ever like really made sense to me, uh, you know, in a way that felt personalized. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Oh my gosh. (sighs) That means so much. Awesome. That's awesome that you do that for people too. I mean, how you must see this all the time, like in your community, how astrology now tell us about your community because you have built a lovely community the constellation club and tell us how you see everyone i don't know finding themselves on there how how have you seen that oh wow yeah it's so great um you know i definitely when i was learning this work when i was stepping into this world i couldn't have done it without a community Mm -hmm. um and 
you know, it's crazy to think like, oh, times were so different then, but they were, it was a <laughs> no. different world. Right. Like, you know, the, like for anyone listening, it's like, this was the era of like posting like your avocado toast on Instagram, <laughs> yes. you know, like this was like, <laughs> nobody was like hustling and right. like on Instagram in the way that they are today. You know, it was, it just, it was a simpler time. Um, so I had a group of, you know, I studied astrology and learned with a group of of women who were all, um, you know, different ages, but we all had the same sort of common interest of wanting to learn and tap into this magical part of ourselves. And we, we all became super, super close. Um, and a lot of these women are people who are really incredible astrologers today, who I'm sure your audience would know a lot of them because mm-hmm. they also have gone on to do incredible things. Oh, cool. Um, and, you know, we all learned together. We all studied together in community and we shared our secrets with each other and we were vulnerable with each other and we helped each other and we would get drinks after class. And like, we would, you know, we really were a little private little haven for this world, you know, and that obviously, you know, it's, I think it's really important. I think that um, being able to learn with other people, learn in community, to share your experiences, to share your stories, to be invited to be yourself, Hmm. um, to be invited to be magical, to know you're magical and not feel like you're crazy for feeling that way um, is, is really, really important. And I think it's really affirming. And I... I definitely don't think I would have learned as quickly as I did if it weren't for so many amazing other minds that were sort of like we were all brainstorming and figuring things out together. So that was what I wanted to create with the Constellation Club. Um, At that time, I also found that I was doing a lot of in-person workshops, but they were all in like New York or Los Angeles. And I also recognized that my community wasn't just in New York or LA. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be able to offer them ways of being involved too, which is how you know, the combination of those things was really how I was like, okay, what would it look like to build a virtual community? So yeah, the Constellation Club has been running since 2019 and so many amazing things have come out of it. So many astrologers who are doing incredible work, tarot readers who are doing incredible work. Oh yeah. Could you do that too, right? Yes. That's cool. Business partnerships, friendships, um, alliances, like just really (laughs) incredible things. Like, And then people feeling, you know, people leaving their jobs to pursue their passions, people doing their passions, people publishing their first books, like just anything, you know, it's, it's really, it's so magical to see what can happen when you have a supportive community. And honestly, where we also keep, there's like not, there's no drama. There's no like bullshit, right? Like that's really important. Um, That gets squashed it doesn't really happen very often. Right. And if it ever does, it gets squashed so fast that it's yeah. like, anyway, back to what we're really doing here, you know, like <laughs> yeah, healing know. and loving and like becoming the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. And, I, and I'm glad you said all that. Cause like, I feel like we need safe places to go, especially when we're growing and we're evolving and, and we're trying new things on and we might feel awkward or we're not sure. So it's, it's nice that it's like a nice group of, of supporting people. Um, because in my Facebook group too, like what you said, like, because we've been growing it so long, same thing, like the sec, and there's really no drama, but if people, and, and I see people just like talking it out themselves or just being like, hey, you know, I see what you're saying. This is what I'm saying. And everyone's like, because everybody's on a different vibe. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a different vibe. It's like, they don't, you, there's so many places you can go to like argue or say it a weird opinion or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like this just isn't the spot. And I think maybe people get it when they walk in the door and they're like, Oh, and then it's like, bye, you don't have to be here. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, I have a silly question. Okay, because I I get asked this all the time. Like, do dogs have auras? So my question is, and I'm sure you get this all the time, do animals get their birth charts read? Is that a thing? Well, do dogs have auras? Not really. It's 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 a little they're different. <laughs> I think cuz people are so complicated, you know, that they need such like a guidebook. For me when I see them, it's it's very different than people. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like my dog is a really strong horse. You're like, I think you're like gonna you hold him up there and be like, here, he's red, right? I know. Yeah, she's right here sleeping. I'm like about to grab her. Yeah, she's like, like what is her. there? Aura. That's so funny. Well, I think similarly, like, yeah, you can definitely plug in your dog's info into an astrology That's app, so but like, it's not going to be as you know, where it's not going right. to be as psychologically <laughs> rigorous you know? Yeah. You just leveled up my question a lot there. Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was my, I had, I wrote that down and I couldn't unsee it. Oh, it's, it, today's the first day Aries season, isn't it? It is. Okay. So what does that, what does that mean? What does it mean? So we actually, happy new year. This is the beginning of a new astrological year. Um, the first day of spring is the first day of the, of new astrology, which is really exciting. And and honestly, really needed. I feel yeah. like this year has been so blah. Yeah. Um, so it's, I'm excited for this spring equinox, new beginnings, rebirth, new cycles. Um, and then we also have a new moon um, tomorrow. So it's like the combination of spring equinox and then a new moon in Aries right back to back is like just so beautiful. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like a lot, I mean, personally, the last remnants of whatever the last season was what's that pisces season or something is that where we just were yeah um and i my girls are pisces so like and anyways but i feel like i got the crap kicked out of me like i feel like i got sick and then like you never notice that like people and i know it's an astrological thing that's why i need a little eliza in my pocket because i like the past three weeks i've been like i know there's something because yeah. it's been like um, just like weird things like family stuff or people coming at you or like you're just sitting there and you're like, where is this even coming from? Or your own head. <laughs> it's like, just like, I'm just sitting here. I'm just minding my own business. Does that, and I feel like it's kind of almost like uh, every once in a while it happens to kind of, I don't know, wipe the slate clean or kick your ego straight out of you or stomp on yourself. Or is that normal? Do everybody kind of go? Definitely. Definitely. And like everyone, and I have to remind myself of this too, Mm -hmm. um, because I'm definitely having like, you know, we're in winter, but I'm definitely having like a winter season right Mm -hmm. now. Like not even just winter outside, like personal winter. It's been a personal winter. And I have to remind myself that everyone goes through seasons you know, everyone is going through a different season at a different time. And it's really nice when they correspond with actually what the seasons of the year are, but sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes you can be going through a winter season and it's summer outside, Yeah. but it's important to not get too emotionally attached to any season, right? Like the good ones and the challenging ones, because all of them are going to pass. And in all of them, we are learning lessons and we are experiencing different dimensions of life that we're supposed to be experiencing. So it's easy to feel like when we're going through a difficult time or like when things are happening back to back, I get this a lot. I'm sure you do too. Like, am I cursed? Is there something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, is, 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 are things ever going to get better? <laughs> right. And the answer is, of course, like it will, right? right? But the more that we start to create a narrative that we are cursed or that we are doomed or that we are always falling into these bad and misfortunate circumstances, like the more energy we send focusing on the shitty things Mm -hmm. than we do actually putting our intentions into the things that fill our cup and bring us joy. Right. Oh, that's a wonderful way to explain that. Thank you. And I think that brings a lot people a lot of peace, you know, like just let it flow through you and, and the time isn't you, it's just, you're just experiencing. I like that. Totally. It's beautiful. Okay, so in oh, in you wrote a book, okay, and I see it um all the time, and I picked up a copy and I started reading it it's it's you wrote it back in I think twenty twenty one or something uh the is your destiny using astrology to manifest your best life? It has a beautiful yellow cover, okay, so what i mean your and, and then your latest book is about manifesting too. And, in, and there are no coincidences. And I was looking at that. And I, I guess my big question is, is there anything we can all do today to do something that kind of puts us on the right track with manifesting? Because it's very similar to what you were just saying. Like sometimes we just have to let things go or let things or not ask for something or just calm down. Or to, How do we embrace the seasons in order to manifest correctly? 
Well, this season is for balls to the wall manifestation. Oh, okay, cool. That's <laughs> this good season to know. is not. This is not for. Uh, you know, we have an eclipse coming up soon. We have an eclipse next month. We have eclipse season. That's not a time for manifesting. Aries season, fortunately, is a beautiful time for manifesting. And right now, at the beginning of this, we don't have an eclipse that is looming, so we should really go all out. So I would say that the thing that we should all do today. Um, that all of your listeners should do, where no matter when they're listening to this episode, is they should take a minute to tell themselves the truth. Mm-hmm. What do you really want? And then when you do, after you answer that, you should say why. Because why is the secret sauce to manifestation? If it is just what, you're not going to have the motivation and the impetus to actually move forward on that path. You need to have the why. You need to have a purpose behind it. So to really sort of invite the what do you want and then why do you want it? Um, And then you're going to have, you're going to get so much clarity. You're going to have so many answers. Then it's really just a matter of like, okay, so then are you going to do a little ritual or a little spell to help like seal that? Or are you going to send some emails? Are you going to Google something, look something Mm. up? Are you going to start a website? Are you going to go back on the dating app? Like whatever it is, like you are then, you when you ask, you know, what and why, you then are holding yourself accountable to start to take action. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks. So helpful. Aliza, thank you so much for joining me. I I mean, I'm so, you just brought me so much joy and I'm, I'm so appreciative to you. You have a beautiful presence. And until there's an Aliza in a pocket that we could all have (laughs) where give us all your social channels. Where do we find? I'm, I'm at Aliza Kelly everywhere. Um, A-L-I-Z-A-K-E-L-L-Y. And then yeah, that's it. Find me everywhere. Find me find me on the internet. Yeah, everybody has to follow you. Thank you so <laughs> much. You take care. Thank you so much. And you know, this podcast is for you and about you. And I'm so glad you guys spent some time with us today. 